Good evening, everyone. This is Skip Intro. I am Ayman Rashad, and in the studio with me are Ian McNally and Julian Yap. And today we are going to talk about Knives Out. I've sold millions of mystery novels, but my own death might be my greatest mystery yet. You think one of his family killed him? I suspect foul play. We would just discuss some possible motives. This all feels like something he'd write. I keep waiting for the big reveal. All of them lied to me. Tell me what happened to my grandfather. I think you have something you want to tell me. So, Knives Out it has quite a cast. It's got Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Christopher Plummer, and a whole lot of other big actors in it. And I think that in itself makes it really interesting to watch. Even And that's before you even get to director Ryan Johnson, who, yeah. you know, he may have directed a little small movie you've heard called The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Knives Out is uh, it's a whodunit. Pretty much, mm-hmm. it's a, that's the way it's been uh, packaged. That's what it is, and uh, it, t- it takes up a week after the apparent suicide of wealthy mystery writer Harlan Thrombey, as played by Christopher Plummer. And already, it's kind of weird that it's it, it, that it's a week later, but we'll, we'll we'll circle back around to that. And uh, Daniel Craig is uh, Detective Benoit Blanc, who has been brought in <laughs> to investigate this apparent suicide it might not have been the suicide happened the night of his uh, Christopher Plummer's birthday I'm not sure it was 86 or some crazy old mm-hmm. birthday he's incredibly wealthy he has a raft of in-laws and they start investigating what happened by interviewing everybody involved and it's a we can't talk anymore about the plot I think because you don't want us to you d- I don't want to I don't yeah. think you, you, you want to see this movie if you've seen the trailers I think they've done a really really good job of setting your expectations one way and the movie goes along that way but as you're going along you yourself have to do a whodunit mystery yourself and it's not figuring out whodunit because they kind of reveal some things that the characters don't know they reveal some things to the audience but if you know these kind of movies you're kind of thinking where are they going with this is mm. Daniel Craig a moron detective or a smart detective is it like you know, the murder someone thought they did it or someone else, you know, or someone you know thought they did it and someone else did it or is it like everyone did it? You, is it one of those classic Poirot mysteries? And you don't know. And as a result, it's just a joy to watch. It's such a fun time at the cinema. Yeah. I think when this trailer dropped, everyone was excited for it. You know, obviously Ryan Johnson, but also it's a trailer for a film that's going all out. Mm-hmm. So everyone is doing and let's talk about the cast for a second. <laughs> yeah, let's get back <laughs> so uh, the family patriarch, you've got Christopher Plummer, the head of the family. Then you've got his kids um, played by Michael Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis and his daughter-in-law Tony Collette who I keep I forgot was in this movie and then she just like sails through like a sailboat full of weird yeah she just pops in and out of it as it goes along and you're like oh there she's again wow what's she doing all of these characters aren't even just weird these are very recognizable 100% versions of very real characters mm-hmm. that you kind of don't believe are all in the same room together and all of the marketing material so far they've singled out these characters and they've made it very clue very cluedo yeah yeah so one's in blue one's in green one's in Right, and it makes you feel like they're all suspects. They're all guilty. You want to find out more, and you want to know their hand in it. And you kind of need a very boisterous cast of characters to play these roles. And they're so 
intriguing. I mean, if you're the family of Christopher Plummer, I mean, you're expecting the Von Trapps, so it has yeah. to be the same level. This <laughs> is like the best kind of rich, eccentric yeah. white people yeah. that you want to see. I do kind of wish they hadn't shown the trailer's ransom, so that was a surprise when he turned up, because yeah. that would have been kind of interesting. But then again, straight away, this movie isn't interested in hiding s- what you think it wants you to hide, mm-hmm. wants to be hidden. Well, how do I put this? You expect some things to be hidden from you watching a movie like this. It's it's not hiding those things, but it's hiding other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's constantly playing with you. Like, Ryan Johnson is a cat toying with the mouse of the audience's expectations. Every time you expect it to go left, it'll go right. It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of surprises in this movie because, obviously, when you see this, this kind of, um, especially judging from the trailer, you expect... You know, a, a whodunit movie. Um, person dies, several suspects, in the end, the murder is solved. But that sort of structure is, in a way, thrown out of the window a yeah. bit. I mean, it, 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 it does something what we were complaining about uh, murder mystery earlier in the year, where it's like they have a locked room mystery and then they get off the boat. Yeah. Which is like, mm. why would you do that? That removes all the drama. And this straight away is like, we're going to put a, pr- a pin in that tension because it's a week later. We have to get everyone back into town. It's not yeah. like no one can leave until we solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's already left. Yeah, And it's more than a your normal whodunit. Uh, it's got a lot of um, the so, uh, sort of a family drama in it. Uh, the kind of greed that comes when you are a wealthy family. And the, the fact that they throw away the sort of uh, conventional uh, murder mystery structure I find was so appealing to me because it's something fresh that you don't usually see in cinemas. I think what I really liked was how you don't get a whodunit that is so stylized and so theatrical, Mm -hmm. but set in 2019. And they always remind you that it kind of is 2019. Uh, You know, it's not going to ignore that everyone has phones and everyone has email. Because they're not going to ignore it because for any writers, mystery writers, those are generally, you know, inconvenient for the plot. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's always some reason. I'll put all your phones over here or do something like that. Because if anyone can just call anyone, that those things go away. It is the subversion of expectations and it really... Even when you watch like more, you know, postmodern detective movies, you they expect to subvert them in a certain way and it doesn't mm-hmm. go that way either. It subverts the subverted expectations mm-hmm. in yeah. a way. And one of my favorite things that I really was not expecting from this film, in a film with Jamie Lee Curtis and Tony Collette, I really didn't think this would be my favorite, but it was Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig is... I didn't know I wanted a detective Daniel Craig yeah. ever. Yeah. And a noir kind of detective Daniel Craig never thought I'd want that and, and a funny Daniel Craig as well and so funny <laughs> yeah. weirdly funny and then you have, you have to add the icing come on you have to talk about the accent man please just <laughs> they keep him so silent until he has to speak yes and when he does it's so joyful it's a bit like what was the, the, the movie with the guys robbing the racetrack that he was in he had his hair bleed Logan Lucky Logan Lucky where yeah. in that he also did like a southern bell accent more than this like a southern it's southern right it was, or New, New Orleans isn't it must be it, it's something along those lines it, with Daniel Craig it doesn't really matter it's just yeah. he's doing a weird accent and <laughs> I'm here for it he just needs to do more of that you know yeah. just do more wacky wacky accents it's he's his... such a good detective <laughs> man he's a good detective and that's the thing he he's great at that like you're not sure even that there is a line in the trailer it's like what can we ask why has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. You aren't sure, at least maybe three quarters way through the movie, whether he's a good detective or not. He's a great yeah. cinema detective, but is he a good actual, is he on the ball or is he bumbling? Because they they play it so well. And the, the entire thing about this film, you're always guessing in the way that it's a whodunit, and you should be guessing, but yeah. you're never 
wasting your time guessing yeah. right you're never too much in your head while it's going on on screen because they, they, they do lay it out on screen while you're going through it in your head it's so well paced it's so well edited so well directed and it's like all of these characters they have a certain mystery and such a malice about them mm-hmm. that you don't want to trust them that's that, family that's family yeah. <laughs> that's family and that's family especially after when there's a will involved yeah <laughs> i think what you're saying with the pacing it is they drop a new clue to keep you thinking, it's like, oh, I reckon it. I reckon, okay, everyone's a suspect, but I reckon it's leaning in this. Oh, wait, no, this has changed. Oh, wait, this has changed. I mean... It's such a tight film. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's like it's like a snare drum. It's just like you can bounce a penny off it. Mm-hmm. So that was our review of Knives Out. Let us know if you are interested to see it. You can watch that us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at SkipIntroMY or write us at movies at bfm.my. And after the break, we're going to continue by talking about some of our favourite murder mystery movies. Keep it here on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, this is Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian and Julian. And earlier we were talking about the movie Knives Out, starring Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis and others, and directed by Rian Johnson. And now we are going to talk about some of our favourite murder mystery whodunit movies, because that's essentially what Knives Out is. So let's start with you, Ian. I think a lot of the enjoyment from Knives Out coming from knowing like like a good modern movie, knowing the tropes of the genre and seeing them subverted or changed. Something I did feel a little cheated by Knives Out was that when I saw that cast list of Jamie Lee Curtis, Don, Don Johnson as well, who seems to be going through a career resurgence now with this and his roles in Watchmen and different things, I thought we were going to get not as zany as uh, 1985's Clue, but, you know, a little bit in that uh, thing mm-hmm. where everyone's trapped in the one house. Maybe there's a snowstorm outside and they're going to be suspecting and turning on each other at all times. It doesn't quite do that, but and I don't think anyone... Clue was such a financial failure on its, uh, on its release <laughs> that no one wants to do that. But if you watch that movie now with uh, Tim Curry, Madeline Kahn, like if you've seen the gif of the, the lady with the fire's flames coming down my face, have you ever <laughs> seen that? Like... It is just absolutely ludicrous, especially the last half where Tim Curry as the butler is trying to piece together all the possible outcomes. By now she was dead. We laid her down with our backs to the freezer. One of us slipped through the same secret passage. Again? Of course, back to the study. The murderer was in the secret passage. Meanwhile, Mr. Body beat on the floor. He jumped up. The murderer came out of the secret panel, picked up the candlestick. Mr. Body followed us out of the study into the hall looking for an escape. The murderer crept back behind him. I'm doing it! Ah! Will you stop that? No. Then he threw him into the toilet. And nonchalantly rejoined us beside the cook's body in the kitchen. It took less than half a minute. So who wasn't there the entire time in the kitchen? Whoever it was is the murderer. It's just, it's the best kind of ludicrousness. But it's still a whodunit mystery. And I think we've brought this up multiple times on the show, I think. We have. I think just because it's pretty iconic. Yeah. I, it kind of feels like I don't have to watch too too many whodunit films because no. Clue kind of did it best. and Well, not best, but Clue did it in the way that is fun, but is still mysterious and a little bit creepy still, mm. but has every single trope that you want to see in a creepy horror thriller thing but in also a mystery crime thing as well with an incredible zany cast of character it's a perfect mix of a lot of things yeah I mean I guess you can't talk about murder mystery without mentioning some Agatha Christie adaptations right because she's like the queen of murder mysteries yeah. and there's been a few examples um um, Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile. And then just remake those movies over and over again with different actors. <laughs> different actors for different times yeah. for, for a new fan base. Because I hate Poirot. 
I really? hate. I, I don't like. Da- I want to punch David Suchet in the face. Peter Ustinov. I want to punch in the belly. I just never liked any of those things. He was so up himself. What about Kenneth Branagh? Until the 2017 murder <laughs> on the Orient Express, where they, I I don't. You know, I don't read books. I watch movies. Um, I haven't. I'm not that familiar with the character in the books and things. But he comes off in the TV shows as completely up himself. Whereas in that, I like this edge they had to him, where he's like, he cannot lie. Mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. he can only tell the truth and it's like a problem it's like his uh, it's a mental syndrome he has that he's like I have to tell the truth I have to get to the bottom of these things I cannot get away from that and they played it as such and I like that edge to the character and also it's Kenneth Branagh with a magnificent <laughs> <With a> mustache <laughs> mustache and that, that movie again had just an insane cast I forgot until this morning that Will Defoe was in it Judy Dench was in it Derek Jacobi was in it Michelle Pfeiffer was in it Daley oh, yeah. Ridley was in it oh, yeah. Olivia Colman was in it I, I completely forgot all that my name is Hercule Poirot and I'm probably the greatest detective in the world again I'm not sure if the ending of the movie of that movie is the same as the ending of the book or whether they remixed it do you guys know? I read the book quite some time ago. I, f- I forgot. I, I think I think it's, it's the same ending. Okay, because yeah. it, it has a it has a, a nice. You, know, you can't say it's postmodern because it was written so bloody long ago. But yeah. it has a nice ending in that, that yeah. it's not exactly the plays out the way you would expect one of those to mm-hmm. do. And they've also announced Death on the Nile yeah, coming up sequel, soon with yeah. an incredible cast again, which you kind of want in a murder mystery. Oh right? yeah, I mean that's, I mean even those Peter Ustinov ones more than the David Suchet ones were actual movies with stars of the time. The David yeah. Suchet ones were on they were TV movies. I think, yeah. Mostly. So come so coming up, we've got Kenneth Branagh returning as Paro, thank God, mm-hmm. and we've got Gal Gadot, Army Hammer, Letitia Letitia Wright, Tom Bateman, Annette. Benning, and a whole bunch of other people. You can find the cast page and it's just a pyramid of every character. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pyramid. It's, it's a fantastic pyramid. cast. I have to say, I I haven't read any Agatha Christie books. My, I think my issue with whodunits and Agatha Christie is that I saw all the parodies of Agatha ah. Christie characters and I saw parodies of Poirot like in, in Pink Panther mm. you know so I mm-hmm. it's almost too it's, weird it's to, to go back to see the OG. Yeah, Inspector Clouseau is genius yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is genius but I do love the mousetrap I have seen the play quite a few times every single time it gets me mm. I always forget how good it is because it's just a very good story and it has its own twists and turns as well yeah I mean I've I, I read a few Agatha Christie uh, novels right and one that I'm really that I really want people to make for our time right now is um, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd I think um, in terms of subverting the genre and introducing twists and turns, the twist in this novel, oh, it was so fantastic. You you never expected it. And then once it once it reveals itself to you, you're like, oh yeah, that's why that happened. That's why that happened. That's why that happened. So I'm I'm excited and I hope someone will make that into a Kenneth movie Branagh in the future. will read the book and he'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm going to make that. Oh yeah he's, yeah, he's speed reading the back catalogs. <laughs> yeah. Like I could do it a couple more million <laughs> in my bank balance and that last, that first one did real well. <laughs> Can do an Agatha Christie universe or something, right? I think um, taking those tropes though and doing something new with them, there's a little movie in 2005 by a little director called Ryan Johnson um, <laughs> called Brick. Have you guys seen Brick? I no. haven't seen it, but I know it's good. Brick takes all those uh, whodunit private detective tropes and transposes them to high school. Oh, okay. So, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is an outsider, like the, 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 the private detective. Um, you know, he gets a phone call from an ex-girlfriend, the femme fatale, who's in trouble. He tries to find out what's going on. She turns up dead. And then it's a mystery. He has, like, these catchphrases. He has to track down who they are. But they take the scenes, like, in every 
PI novel, the PI gets in trouble. The investigator gets in trouble and has to, you know, talk to the chief of police or whatever. And like in Poirot's case, he's famous enough he can get away with it. In other movies, they have to like talk to the chief of police and say, you know, I'm going to keep investigating. He's like, well, if you get in trouble, you're on your own, pal. And in this, it's like he talks to the principal of the school about mm-hmm. what's going on. And it's like, you, if you continue, I'm going to throw the book at you. <laughs> so it, but it, it, there are real stakes. It's not jokey. It's got a fantastic soundtrack and it's just like, it's unlike any um, detective or murder mystery novel movie you've seen. Um, I think highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. I'm going to take a bit of a left field choice and uh, talk about identity because mm. um, I think in terms of murder mysteries, it has the elements in it uh, combined with some uh, slasher uh, movie elements. But I think it's still a good example of how you can use the murder mystery genre to create Something fresh, I guess. At that time, it was fresh. I think it was released in like 2003 or something like that. I remember being very young when it came out. Directed by James Mangold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And stars uh, John Cusack, uh, Ray Liotta and, and Amanda Peet. Uh, basically, you got a bunch of people stuck in a motel in the rain. So, of course, everyone's in one location. One of, uh, And then one by one, they start to die. So, it's about figuring out who... Well, who did it basically yeah and, and then it soars off into the stratosphere of weirdness in a yes. way it's not in going David Lynch Twin Peaks but like you're thinking who done it is it that guy is it that guy and then essentially someone comes up behind you and slits your throat with exposition about like something else entirely is happening mm-hmm. and it's it is a very interesting film yeah, from yeah. that perspective I mean, I think I hope that doesn't ruin it for people. I don't think it does. I think knowing that there's something else going on I think nowadays when people watch a murder mystery they expect a, some twists and turns like they don't expect like a straightforward one like they would expect like things to be done differently so uh, even back then when this movie came out it did do that and that's why um, I guess it was received sort of okay by the audiences yeah I think we can't finish up without uh, talking about one of the grittiest um, most hardcore detective murder stories of all which is who framed Roger Rabbit (laughs) (laughs) it has a lot it has a hard bitten detective it has you know it has a lot in, in common with things like Chinatown it's all about land in the end you know, it just happens to have a happy town full of tunes in the middle of it. But also has one of the most horrifying things ever to grace children's cinema, which is the concept of dip. Do you remember that? There's a thing you put cartoons in to kill them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh I've just re-traumatized you two all over again. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's burned my mind forever. <laughs> but just seeing, Bo- you know, you want to see Bob Hoskins do more. We wanted to see him back then do more hard-bitten detective stuff because he was so good at it. And also, what was it said? What was the line about uh, Ginger Rogers? She had to do everything Fred Astaire was doing, but backwards, backwards and in heels. heels. Bob, Bob Hoskins has to do comedy routines with people who aren't there. There's <laughs> nothing there in that movie that he's he's acting mm-hmm. to space and everything is acted in. All tennis balls. Yeah, all tennis balls yeah. all the time. <laughs> so that was some of our favorite murder mystery whodunit movies. Let us know what are your favorites. WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. Tweet us at skipintromy or you can write us at movies at bfm.my. 